Previously on Kan Zenshu, the podcast. So the next time around will be 11 through 15. So that's what you need to be ready for one month from now. Uh, potentially yes. our Dragon Ball GT review of awesomeness number three. We couldn't quite get it off the ground this week. Everyone was a little busy with their schedules. But uh, hopefully look forward to that next week. Next week is episode 291. It's a magical Woo! number. And I think it would be wonderfully ironic if on 291 we happen to talk about GT. Gotta do that GT If there's review. anything that will make you feel better, it is GT. I know, I know. It's not that we didn't want to do it or been intentionally putting it off, but that GT review is coming soon. If it weren't for sickness and weddings, I keep making excuses. I think I'm actually going to see Jeff later today, so we'll see what's going wow. on with possible GT plannings and various things. Again, we need to pull Jeff in. He's out this weekend. Hopefully our buddy Jeff will be joining us again in the future with multiple announcements of the awesomeness and even more awesomeness. You know what the awesomeness is. This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 316 for the week of December 2nd, 2012. Goodness. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Welcome to this <laughs> episode of Konzenshu the podcast. Uh here we are. It is December 20 20- 12. We are proud to welcome someone back to the show. After Is it me? Yes. Welcome back, Mary. <laughs> we do have things to talk about with you, though. Uh, so don't get too distracted over there. Uh, my name is Mike Vegito EX. I am the ringleader of this podcast circus week in, week out at Kanzen Shu across from me. It's been a few weeks. Mary, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back here in this room that I kind of forgot that we had. It's actually a little cold in here. I know. Right that's now. why Sorry. I went for an extra sweater. Uh, good move over there. Uh, joining me a little bit later on will be Julian. He's not here with us uh, to do the non-news stuff, but Julian and I did record news earlier today. Big stuff talking about the upcoming movie Battle of Gods, so if you're looking forward to that, stay tuned. All of that coming your way. But, also joining us for the first time since episode 284 when we were still only Daizenshu EX, we are now Konzenshu in a surprise twist. Jeff, welcome back, man. The rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. It's a twist. We need to add that to the rumor guide. Jeff is not dead. <laughs> right under the Toriyama's not dead. Jeff is also not dead. Exactly. Jeff, you are here. Yes. You are part of a monthly recurring segment. <laughs> monthly. <laughs> monthly? In quotes. Really? Maybe quarter? Uh, no. Bi- we're yearly. An- biannual. We are almost yearly at this yearly. point. Yearly. We really want this segment to last as long as it can. Did I actually say this was a monthly segment? I'm pretty sure I just said it was a recurring segment. Uh, maybe I did say monthly. Jeff, it has been a long time, but when you are here on the show, that means it is an X review of awesomeness, and <laughs> it is full of awesomeness here in this house. We're reviewing the letter X? Yeah, so we are reviewing the letter X. You know, it happens to have four sides, I'd say. <laughs> right. And I think when they intersect, they make some kind of angle. So, Jeff. <laughs> Hi. We just finished watching Dragon Ball GT episodes 11 through 15. And I can't absorb this alcohol any faster to take it. <laughs> it is time for Dragon Ball GT Review of Awesomeness number three, episodes 11 through 15. Thank We're you for joining us. We're only on the third one. We're only on the third one. 15 episodes of 64 episodes. <gasps> 
Yes. <laughs> you reminded me. Oh my god. <laughs> well, if you think about it, uh, you know, the silver lining is that we're like a fifth of the way through. I love you guys. <laughs> so this is going to be a grand episode. We do have news for you. Then we are going to come right back to the three of us here reviewing Dragon Ball GT episodes 11 through 15. Uh, before we get to that, there's so much great Dragon Ball content for you this episode, but I do want to catch up with you real quick. Jeff, you did uh, Otakon year 19, was it this year? Yes. Head of publications that went well. Well, head of head of design and publications. Design yeah. and publications, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. So that did go well. Uh, the uh, convention, from our perspective, was uh, was a great success, considering that um, a lot of the uh, ideas that we had were able to be taken to fruition, and some of the more ambitious stu- uh, excuse me, some of the more ambitious stuff we can sort of save for the twentieth, uh, the uh, in the next year. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Of course, I won't be a part of it. I actually uh, <laughs> gracefully took a leave of absence, I guess you could say. Sure. sure. Uh, so I could focus on some more important things personally, I guess you could put it that way. And and Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, I am engaged. Jeff I will be. Uh, Woohoo! Yeah, I'll be getting married man. in March. Yes. So I have a lovely lady uh, that um, is lucky to be my bride. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, she, I have a, a wonderful woman who uh, agreed to uh, be called my wife, let alone get married to me. So um, we're preparing for that right now. So I had to, uh, I decided to leave out Oticon so I can put more uh, attention to that for right now. It's been a busy year for you, man. Yeah, it really has been. That's okay. Yeah, that's much I've there. had to move. I've yeah. had to move in there. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've moved like, what, three times in the past year? Yeah, a year ago this time, or maybe a little bit after this time, you were living with us. Right. And then you moved into the apartment, and now you're with your fiance. So, yes. Yeah, that is three moves. Yeah, so I basically... Uh, you are nomad. <laughs> it was, it's funny because I think in our history, Mike and Mary, quote me if I'm or, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but let's see. Uh, so we were two seconds away. Then yes. we were yes. 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Then we were two seconds away again, technically. <laughs> right. And then we were like 45 minutes away. And now we're about 10 minutes away again. Wait, wait, wait. What was the first two seconds away? The apartment. The apartment. Oh, oh I thought and you the were... second two seconds was when he lived in our guest room. Right. Okay. For yep. a month. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been like, so like, um, I sort of measure things by how distant I am from you. At right. a certain point in my life. Right. So now we're back to about 10 minutes apart. Pulling you back in, man. What we should have done was when you were living here was just do all the GT then, but we couldn't have known. We did one of them. That would have been, I think, January-ish. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So, Jeff, you are here. Yes. Of course, we make no guarantees about when number four will be. But for now, GT <laughs> review number three this episode indeed very excited so that is coming your way in a little bit uh before we get to anything newsy that kind of stuff one kind of slightly major announcement for Konzenju here we were working on this for quite a long time but uh the fine folks at screw attack reached out to us and we provided uh dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon more dozens upon extra dozens of pages of translations and research for the latest episode of Death Battle, a video series where they pit two characters from alternate extra non-same universes against each other. This one will be Goku versus Superman. The eternal struggle. The eternal struggle. (laughs) That episode will debut online on December 21st. They have made that formal announcement. You can check out the teaser trailer for it. For, you know, just all you out there, we actually don't know who wins. Right, right. I I do want (laughs) to say... I'm stewing over it. (laughs) I do want to say ahead of time that we did not influence that kind of stuff. We didn't write the script. All we did was provide factual... Straight up. Translations, 
evidence, citations. That's the important thing. You know what we do at Consensu. That's what we do best. That's what we contributed to this project. So I am looking forward to learning uh, who wins this battle. Uh, our good buddy Masako X from Team Four Star is playing Goku in this video. So we're very excited about that. So if you are fans of uh, Team Four Star and Consensu, I think you have some cool stuff coming your way later this month. Okay, so place your bets. Who do you think is going to win? I I think I said this to you the other day. I think ultimately Superman is going to win, but Goku will get right back up and say, that was awesome. Let's go again. Good answer. Yep. Good answer. That's what I think. I'd love to see Goku win. Um, I don't really care one I, way or the other. <laughs> I don't know enough about Superman to... Exactly. I, I don't like, know. So. I just don't know. It just seems like the man is, you know, immortal. And Jeff, Goku is pretty damn close. That's, well, technically, if um, Goku is Super Saiyan 4, then he should be able to defeat anything. And so, therefore, it's that way. And GT Superman counts. Sucks. And GT count, and therefore, uh huh, yeah. No, I really have like no opinion on the matter. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, an extra announcement that we have. We were working on that for weeks upon weeks. Uh, plenty of uh, helpful members of the Consensu community were roped in to help us with that. So, with that said, what we're going to do now is transition to myself and Julian covering this week's worth of news, and then magically we're going to come right back to the three of us here covering Dragon Ball GT episodes eleven through fifteen. Joining me on a fine Sunday morning over here in New Jersey, but a fine Sunday evening over in Japan, covering news, because most of the news came from this guy. Julian, yeah, well, voice again cracking. I don't know how to control myself here. Yes, well, it is my pleasure to be here as well. And, you know, it was kind of crazy for news this week. It was, man. Let's get going here. Uh, the first thing, I mean, we are hitting full stride on Battle of Gods news at this point. Movies coming out in March, so now we're really only a couple months out. So, of course, the big news from this week was Battle of Gods related. Now, what we have here is a visual confirmation on prior leaked things, but additional information. So, why don't you take me through all of it here? Well, basically, we have scans that leaked from next week's, or I should really say tomorrow's at this point. But by the time you're listening to this, it's out. Yes. And so we got finally confirmation of the poster that first appeared as uh, sort of a grainy screenshot on Twitter ages ago. I don't know. It feels like an eternity in internet years, but it's probably only a couple of weeks. It was only a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have confirmation of the poster. And it's the same thing, but there are some slight differences, like the positioning of the minor characters down below, which suggests that the previous image was maybe done by somebody who was either working on the poster, him or herself, or had access to the work in progress. This is a really interesting case. Usually it's, we see stuff ahead of time, but it's just the exact same thing later on. Oh, this is you know, the actual page from the magazine. This was, wow, we got a glimpse at what was clearly a pre-production version of this page, this poster. I can't think of a time when we've had that before. Yeah, me neither, actually. <laughs> it certainly hasn't happened with Dragon Ball at the very least. No, no, and that was a really cool thing to see. And like you said, they're all just little minor things. I think Yamcha's in a different place, but uh, that it it's just a really, really cool view into this world. And I'm sure Toei's not happy about it, but hey, it happened and yes. embrace it. And I think one other thing that people noticed was that the haircuts, I think, for Yamcha and Kuririn were different from some of the pre-production mm. artwork, like on the website. Right, right. 
And I think they were just using stock images for that, really. But Or, I mean, maybe when they had done those images, the movie's script wasn't even final or vice versa or something like that. So who knows? Right. They might have just... And that's tying in with... I mean... <laughs> Jake was joking about, you know, we create this thread for the movie and it turns into a thread about Gohan's hair. Now yeah. we turn in, now we have an entirely new thread dedicated to discussing Gohan's hair and that turns into a thread about people's clothes. So I don't think people yeah. really know what to yeah. do with their conversations. Yeah. And I mean, it, uh, and again, you know, they have a history with this franchise of previewing, not finalized things that change yeah. a lot. I mean, the the preview for any given Dragon Ball Z movie is basically lots and lots of unfinished animation and clips from the TV show and existing right. animation on different backgrounds. And Yeah, there'll be a pan up on a still frame and then footage from prior movies and then, hey, look forward to it. So this is a little bit different, but all right, we'll leave Gohan behind here because personally... I don't really care. They can do whatever they want there, but I yes. know uh, folks are all up in arms over that. But let's turn it to the great information contained here in, because we do have text in addition yes. to the image. So around the outside, let me see, a god of destruction who violates the common sense of Z descends. All right, let's pull it apart. This is what we do. What does this common sense of Z, what does that mean? Is What kind of reading does that have? Or do we not even know how to pull that apart? Well, my impression at first was that it's something that tears apart everything you know about the series. But again, uh -huh. it's also possible that it's an in-universe sort of thing that it goes against all logic established, but that's the whole point sort of thing. So it's it's not a massive retcon, It's or it is a massive retcon, but it's something <laughs> right. that exists to be something like that, and they're all reacting to it in shock. Right, so it could be something like we've been talking about, where we do know what the standard god hierarchy is, but, and there's always been conversations about, even after Toriyama revealed the Shinjin stuff and the Maikaiushin in the Super Exciting Guide, a lot of these God figures, I should say all of them, they're all still mortal. They can die. There's no one truly omnipotent in the series. So maybe this could be someone like that coming in and being like, hey guys, I do exist. Yes. Here you go. Right. But we don't know. Right. No, we don't we don't know at all. So it's it'll be interesting to see what that means. It's possible that it could be both ways. You mm -hmm. know, it, it'll be something that shakes up what um, the existing order is in the series and what fans have come to expect. Yeah, just swap up that formula of <laughs> Goku and friends go up against bad guy, Goku gets beaten down, Goku finds inner strength and wins. Yes. Maybe we can overcome that uh, common sense of Z for once. All right, so we had that sentence, but then we had another one uh, kind of revealing one of the names. And then, of course, we'll get into the next page. But So, key visual kōkai. So, key visuals revealed. This is the god of destruction, Virus. I'll leave the pronunciation in Japanese for now because... Um... <laughs> right, we'll get to that too. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a god of destruction, again, using the, the word god. Well, not really using the word god here. Yes, well... Hakai Shin, and the Shin is God. So, but it's it, not. Oh, I guess I was saying it's not the Kami to Kami or pulling well, Kami. Well, yeah, from it's what a different there. pronunciation, but it means the the same thing. It's a deity of ruin, God of ruin. So there's that page. We get a name for a character. Uh, of course, I, I guess we don't know which character they're referring to until we look at 
the next page. Well, lower well, on the, the page. Yes. So uh, we should say initially this came in two two parts, two little scans that were pieces of the same page, and we later got a nice high quality scan of the entire page from some other industrious person who got the magazine early the miracles <laughs> of the internet but anyway further down the page we have character designs for these two characters their names and the people who will be voicing them very exciting here all right so take us through uh these new movie characters so we have birusu the god of destruction who we just mentioned and he's specifically mentioned as being a cat-like being or having a cat-like <laughs> right. appearance so i guess that settles that and people have no noted that it's basically a, a sphinx it's a, a breed of cat that's hairless that looks like that right so he's going to be voiced by koichi yamadera and koichi yamadera actually he's been in a lot of stuff oh my god um, yeah um, I know him best probably as the voice of Kabao-kun and Kamameshidon and Meiken Cheese in Anpanman because of <laughs> watching so much together with my daughter, Baikinman, in that series. He's also voiced by Ryusei Nakao. That's a slight tangent. Anyway, nice, nice. Um, so another villain. I mean, he goes back to the 80s on that series in particular, but also just voice acting in general. Yeah. Uh, he was Ryoga and Ranma, just going down the list here. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, he was Kaji in Evangelion. He was Spike in Cowboy Bebop. So we're talking about someone of uh, a very high caliber here. Yes. And he has been involved with Dragon Ball before. So back in 1991, Hirotaka Suzuki, the usual voice actor for Tenshinhan, took ill and was briefly hospitalized. So in two episodes where the crew who were killed by Vegeta and Nappa were watching the battle from planet Kaio, mm -hmm. Tenshin Han was voiced briefly by Koichi Yamadera instead. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Kaio on the forum said, uh, yeah, even us Japanese fans at the time didn't even realize it was someone else until the end of the episode. Yes, uh, I think even Heath didn't notice back when in the Kanzentai days. Yeah. He, he just, he didn't hear any difference, and I don't think we heard any difference either. But if you look in the credits, it is indeed the voice credit for him. Very nice. And we've had that before. We had, uh, I know, back when we were talking about the many voices of Kame Senin, there was an episode where Daisuke Gori played him during one of the Tenkaichi Budokai episodes, just because, I mean, folks get sick for a week, and it's a weekly series, so it happens. Yes, exactly. And we have uh, also one other character here. Yes, yes. Moving on. We have Uisu. Sounds like a casual greeting. Uisu. But we, we don't Please, know. Please, or Goku. <laughs> but anyway, this is, we don't know anything about this guy. He's, he, we don't even know if it's male. We're kind of assuming he looks masculine. It's right, blue, right. has a sort of tall, pointy, white hair thing. There's lots of speculation surrounding this character that we won't get into just yet. But the voice actor for this is going to be Masakazu Morita. And this is uh, actually a returning Dragon Ball voice, whether you know it or not. Played Tarble in the uh, 2008 Jump Super Anime Tours special. But many Shonen Jump fans probably know him as Ichigo from Bleach. That's right. So those are our two new characters Yes. And we don't know anything more about them than that right now. No, that's it. We have two names. We have one who is the God of Destruction. Yes. And that's what we're going off of right now. Yes. And we, we do note that uh, God of Destruction appears to be an actual title mm -hmm. of some sort because it's included in the box with his name. So I don't know whether that is in his job description or just what he calls himself, <laughs> but whatever. I'm going to need your CV, sir. <laughs> uh, also, we thought... Uh, based on some speculation 
and a lot of the Japanese fans' agreement that they were probably based on alcohol puns. We figured uisu is probably whiskey, and then birusu is maybe um, by way of pirusu or pirusna, which is pilsner. But yeah, Julian, tell me, because I've been out of Japanese formal education for many, many years at this point. Yes. When you switch to little diddly diddlies on the side of a kana, where you got the two little hangy things instead of a circle, yes. what do you call those things? Um, daku, well, the, the two things for the two little chonchong yeah. is a dakuten, or okay. it's also, also called uh, nigori, which actually means like muddying. Okay. But, um, and then... The, the circle thing is just maru. Okay. So it's one of those cases, and we've had this in Dragon Ball proper for many, many years, where yes. you switch out the little marks that further define the kana into something that slightly changes it. So instead yes. of P-I, you get a B-I sort of sound. And yes. That's happened plenty of times before, and the rest of it seemed to make sense. They seemed to fit together. So, and I do want to make a point that we specifically wrote in this update, we cannot confirm that these are the intended puns, and we will let you know. So we did leave ourselves an out there. Yes. And, well, I was curious, too. So I went on Twitter, and I contacted the scriptwriter about whether this was it. And the next day, I got a response, and it said, nope, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> well, he said, that's not the source. So, uh, it's, I don't know, it's tough here. Yes. we don't have an answer. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, watch this space, basically. Right. Uh, all right, man. So, what else can we pull from this page? I think we covered pretty much everything. This is really the first in-depth information that we're starting to get about the movie. Yeah, a title, yeah, some initial character designs, but this is, we're, we're hitting plot territory at this point. Right. We're we're probably going to start getting reveals about what sort of thing is actually going to happen in this mm -hmm. movie very soon. I got nothing else. This was really exciting. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we've sort of had this before with the Jump Super Animator special. Uh, there were character design sheets and all that kind of stuff that came out. And yeah, we heard about the plot. That I feel like that was different because worldwide, we were all able to watch it at the exact moment that it launched because it was streaming for free online and came with multiple subtitles you sir have direct access to this movie in the only location that it is debuting yes so here's what we're gonna have to do you are going to go see the movie immediately mm. return home i don't care what time of day i will stay up all night with you if i have to i want to put out a podcast that day well let's see march 30th is a saturday so with I any luck it. i will be able to do that uh, i don't know what what was going on but for the live action movie for evolution i was, I was <laughs> right. in the area on something else and i figured i'd go up to the theater to see what the show times were for the next day when it was supposed to come out and they were doing a preview showing so <laughs> i wasn't married yes. yet at the time so i just figured oh okay i'll watch it Right, right. <laughs> and that's how I was able to watch the movie before it actually officially came out. Right, right. <laughs> I, I do understand that the the wife may have uh, other thoughts and other concerns about you, you know, yes. taking all this time to go see the movie and record about it. But uh, I knew you first, so I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess all that right. works. Is there anything else to pull out about the movie here? I think that's pretty much it. We got names. We have a title for one of them. Yes, he's supposed to be cat-like. And uh, the name puns are not necessarily alcohol-based. Yes. And um, that's all we have for right now about that. 
I have my tickets. I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> but yes, we're into December. I think really things are going to heat up from here, especially as we head into the new year. It's going to be intense for a while. Yeah. And uh, to uh, go back to something that we've mentioned on the podcast before, this is a textbook case of what happens when there is actually something new Dragon Ball coming out. Oh, yeah. All that stuff about for example, purported new series that comes out once in a while, like your AF and your other stuff that we're not going to get into here. It doesn't exist. There's nothing about it. But when there is something real, this is what it's like. And it's a lot of work for us. <laughs> it is. But we enjoy it because it's usually a case of you're just before going to bed and I am just arriving at the office. It's a perfect time to uh, kind of double team these with translations and updates. I love it. Yes. Works out pretty well. Yeah, it's good times, good times. All right, so we'll leave the movie behind for right now. Uh, there's not a whole lot else to go on, but I'm sure we'll be back to it next week. So my news for you this week is the cover for Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission on the Japanese Nintendo 3DS. We knew, I think, maybe a week or so ago, the game was due out February 20th. Eighth. It's coming out for 5,800 yen. But the exciting thing here is that the uh, full size cover art has been released to retailers, which we do have up on the homepage, of course, of Kanzenshu. So you can see some of the giant characters in the background and some of the other characters and with some of the avatar characters as well. And of course, you gotta have Broly on the cover, just like you have to have Broly in the opening animation. It is Dragon Ball uh, in the 21st century here. So. There you go. Any thoughts on the cover, Julian? It's kind of a cover. It looks nice. It's standard. It's Character a cover. Yeah, it is. It's got a mixture of GT movie and series villains plus uh, Majin in a funny hat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like it. You gotta have the funny hats these days. Keep mm. Julian interested. All right, so all the news about this game, uh, again, really came out about last week from VJump, so you can check all that stuff out linked in the appropriate entries. Do want to remind people that the Nintendo 3DS, as opposed to every other Nintendo handheld in the past, with a little asterisk there about a little bit of DSi-only software, uh, region locked. You cannot import this game and expect to play it on your, for example, North American 3DS. So we're kind of shit out of luck at this point, but I guess we'll hold out hope. All right, Julian, why don't you take us to something we kind of forgot about? We got so wrapped up in movie news and other things that yes. uh, no one really flipped around to the rest of January's V-Jump. Yes. So, well, in January's V-Jump, we have a continuation of what we already had with the past two issues, which was a spin-off of Dragon Ball Heroes entitled Victory Mission. So this is the third chapter here, but it's much longer than the previous two. It was only a couple of pages in the first two issues, but this one is... I believe it's nine pages in total as opposed to two. Yes. And so in this one, we have the appearance of Super Saiyajin 4, Son Goku. It's really weird how the characters are characters in universe, but the characters are also cards in universe. Yeah. So basically the setup is kind of like they're playing the game, but somehow they're also simultaneously in the game as their avatars and directing Goku around like a Pokemon, as K-17 put it on Twitter. Son Goku, I choose you. <laughs> Use your Super Saiyajin ten times Kamehameha. It's super effective, apparently. Opponent so, baby was defeated. Or so that's kind of the story 
of this. It's promotional. It's not meant to be taken as a, a serious, you know, ongoing. St- I mean, it is an ongoing story, but it's a promo for heroes. But here we go. Uh, an extended series of pages here. As it goes on further, people are more and more convinced that the mysterious Toyotaro author here may in fact be Toible of Dragon Ball AF Online Dojinshi fame. Of course, there is no official confirmation, but we did have more speed line comparisons and exact framing comparisons from his AF versus the original manga. So it's uh, looking more and more likely, but we will not go on record as saying yes absolutely but we're mostly on the same page i think yes just as we're not well well we're pretty sure that naho oishi is this dojin author who's done a lot of let's see basically uh pornographic works involving dragon ball characters we're not sure but the art style is very similar yeah yeah it lines up everything is uh aligning here so v jump january there's a lot of good stuff in there this is the time of year when magazines will be filled with dragon ball goodness uh it's not really news but i went ahead and (laughs) added victory mission over to the manga guide i figured it was about time for uh three chapters in here so you can check that out over in the spinoff section uh that would be about all of the news that there is but julian if i can direct you i meant to update with this the other Day, but we didn't get around to it. Julian, if I can direct you over to the Zenkai Battle Royale website, if we check out the news page, a couple people linked us over to this. If you ah, can yes. check out, uh, we got new costumes that are already coming and will be coming. Uh, it looks like a date range of November 15th, so it's already passed through December 12th, which is coming up soon. So you can get uh, items for customizing your characters by playing... Uh special item um acquisition battles uh in in the game so if you play it looks like single player or with a friend you get these random item acquisition battles i i, I want to say item get battle but i don't know that i think that's japanese <laughs> item english <get> though. <laughs> it right. says item kakutokusen is what it says in japanese oh okay it's not um bad. but if you get first place under Battle Royale rules, or if you win under Team Battle rules, then you get this customization item. And it's pretty cool stuff. So the the first, it, it's different for every week. So the first week you get these battle damage uh, uniforms for different characters, Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, Yamcha, Tenshinhan, and Future Trunks. Second week, you get sort of um, some alternative some costumes. Here. Yeah, like... Uh, damaged Vegeta costume creating or with his um, I think it's the jacket he wore on Namek at first Mm -hmm. Um, battle damaged Nappa battle get damaged Ginyu and uh, scuffed up Frieza third week we have um, a Super Saiyajin Sun Gohan I'm not sure alternative outfit I guess because he's tough to tell here yes it it doesn't show the whole body because it wants to keep some of the suspense but um Number 16 without his armor, uh, 17 battle damaged, 18 with her sleeveless jacket, something involving Dr. Gero, and a blue cell like a cell junior. Mm-hmm. And the last week is Vichita in shorts and boots and nothing else, uh, Trunks in another variant of his costume, Dabra in a, in a palette swap, 
Majin Buu in his red pajamas. Yes, I love it. Mr. Satan here. I love this one. It's his movie nine special outfit. Oh, yes. With the uh, like the devil armor on there. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Broly in a in a palette swap. <laughs> no shirt. Palette swap Broly. Yes. Very so nice. this is every every week. It's different. So right now we're into the third week. So right. you've got the uh, Jinzo Ningen and Cell and Super Saiyajin Son Gohan outfits. Cool stuff to look forward to. You know, I've been poking uh, around a little bit more on the Zenkai Battle Royale site. There's an entire page dedicated to every time there's a point update to the game with balancing issues and fixes, they detail every single last tweak they make where it's like, you know, adjusted the number of frames after this attack to allow for more combo opportunities or something like that. They detail an incredible amount of information here. That's the kind of stuff that gets me more and more excited. Excited. Like it's a Dragon Ball game and they're balancing it and yes. they're play testing it. Gimme, 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 gimme. Come on. Yes. Let's go. It's 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 it looks like a lot of fun. And if I had the time to play this game instead of, <laughs> know, you know, right? having a full time job and being a father of a two year old, yeah. I hear you, man. A lot of fun. Um <laughs> I can't empathize just yet, but uh I'm getting there. Yes. Uh, the only other thing I want to note is on the website, on the left-hand yes. side, where it says Zenkai Battle Royale Toa. So what is Zenkai Battle Royale? Uh-huh. There's this little mark next to it that's yellow on one side and green on the other. Yes. And I should explain that that's the Wakaba mark, or it's like the the, the new leaf mark for um, new drivers, basically. So if you're still learning how to drive, that's the sticker that you have to put on your car. That's the thing to look for if you're a newbie. Yes. There's a similar one that's orange and gray, I think, for elderly uh, drivers. (laughs) So that would be us. Um, Well, yeah, I call it the kareha mark, which is the the dead leaf mark, but actually it's (laughs) called the silver mark. Um, Gotcha. But anyway. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. All right, that is the news right now. There's plenty more to come. So, Julian, thank you for joining me for the news, man. Oh, it was my pleasure. All right, so we're going to turn it back over to your regularly scheduled in-progress episode of Konzenshu, the podcast. If you are joining us for a review of awesomeness for the first time, and because it's been quite a while, and I'm sure we have many new folks who have never heard one of these before, we started this years and years and years ago. We started with the beginning of the manga, the very, very first chapter. We went through the entire manga, all 42 volumes, chapter Jesus, by chapter. Jesus, say it like that. It's kind of like, I, I don't Where remember. did our lives where, go? Where, no, not where did our lives go. It's uh, That content is just so extensive. That uh-huh. It doesn't feel like 42 volumes when you say the number 42 you're like oh my god there's a lot of reviews a lot of chapters we went through the entire thing we gave you a recap of each volume and then we went around and got all sorts of different perspectives we of course had myself and julian who had read the entire thing front to back julian in japanese as well as through the viz translation mary you had read a good portion of it primarily a fan of the tv series so you were visiting a lot of the manga for the first time Mm -hmm. but longtime fan jeff you knew of dragon ball you had some sell era fan subs and occasionally cost some stuff on Cartoon Network. But for all intents and purposes, you were the Dragon Ball newbie going through the entire series for the first time with us. Totally. And that was a very exciting way to cover. We already did this. This entire archive is available for you. You can listen to it. It's awesome. We concluded the manga. We said, where do we go next? Naturally, Dragon Ball GT continued that story. People were looking forward to it. They were calling it. Of course, that's what we were going to do. We have already done two episodes of our Dragon Ball GT review of awesomeness. 
this. We covered episodes one through five, and then we covered episodes six through ten. Here we are. This is, I think, going to be the last time we do five episodes for a batch in review. We are doing 11 through 15 right now. It's probably for the better because we usually have to get resuscitated by the end of the third episode. (laughs) I know. know. Uh, It was tough. It was tough. So what we're going to do, like we usually do, is we will give you a recap of those episodes. We're going to kind of go through one by one each and read a recap of the episode. Uh, the notes we did differently this time. The manga was easy because I could do the notes on my own after we all read it and I could refer to the pages itself. Uh, the way that we did the last two episodes were we kind of based it ahead of time off of the old Curtis Hoffman summaries and I adjusted them a little bit. Those just went on too long. So what I did this time is I just took short notes while we were watching the episodes and because it's tv adaptation well it's not even an adaptation it's completely new material uh i could just cut out a lot of fluff that i might not if i was doing it kind of on my own time so i had you know, real-time right, notes right real-time notes so that's what we're going to do mary i think you used the phrase learning pains or growing, growing pains pa- this is a growing, growing pains. pains that's the phrase growing what, pains learning and learning pains? experience thank you that's what i'm trying to say so that's uh how this is going to go and i can't wait to go around and get some perspectives here because I'm pretty sure I never seen any of these episodes. I've seen half. <laughs> Mary thought she did. I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I've actually ended up seeing all of these. Can you believe? It? I mean, now that I think about it, here, never seen. It. And of course, Jeff. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't Hell, know. if he knows, what is this? Whatever. All right, so we're going to go around episodes 11 through 15, and then we're going to get some thoughts here. Uh, Jeff, why don't you kick us off episode 11 of Dragon Ball GT? Okay, so we start the episode with Pan and Gil stuck on Bon Power's ship. Now, the Power Brothers tell Trunks and Goku they're off to planet Lude via autopilot where they crash land. It turns out that there's a Dragon Ball here, and it's close by. Pan comes across a temple. Inside that temple, there are people praying to Lude, and that also happens to be where the six-star Dragon Ball is. Trunks and Goku make their way to Lude on their own spaceship with the Power Brothers in tow, of course. Inside the temple, Muchi Mochi wants to bring Lude back to life to bring about the destruction of the universe and create their own new order. In their own, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Typical thing. Destroy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Pan is turned into a doll by Muchi Mochi. Who knows, they have the four-star ball. She can still think as a doll, apparently, because she has this nice inner monologue through most of the episode. But she is dropped when Trunks and Goku barge in. Goku notices that Pan's key has disappeared. The idol turns the Power Brothers into dolls, too. Muchi Mochi tosses them into the pit, which seems to power it up. The idol attempts to zap Goku in trunks while Muchi Mochi tries to whip them. And a giant lion named Leon is summoned to the fight. But Goku nonchalantly blasts some rocks down to beat it. Very, very easily. Also turns out it was robotic. Gil goes to save the Pan doll, but is kicked away by something while Muchi Mochi is also blown away to bits. The whip that Muchi Mochi was carrying around turns out it's the priest of Lud. Muchi. Muchi. Also, Jeff, robots, space, come on now. True. Robots True. in space. Mary, episode 12 of Dragon Ball GT. All right, so it starts with Goku and Trunks facing off against Muchi, and he gets smacked around a little bit. Goku gets trapped and is forced to turn into a Super Saiyan. Inside, a dude is petting the Pond doll really creepily, and he's watching Goku fight Muchi. He knows that Goku will win, so he has to wake that thing up. He orders all of his followers to go inside of it. Doll Taki is going to appear before his subjects. He introduces himself as a mouthpiece for Lude and the father of Ludism. It's time for Lude to be resurrected. They all need to offer up their lives, though, so... I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I know. Sucks to be in a cult. The people below start to figure out that Lude is just a machine when Doll Taki starts to control it with a remote control. Everyone starts to get turned into dolls and sucked inside the machine. It's still not 
not enough energy, though, but Daltaki thinks it'll be enough to take on that kid, that kid being Goku. Trunks eventually also turns into a Super Saiyan to break out from underneath a pyramid of rocks. He constantly is saying to himself, I don't, I haven't been training hard enough, but he's able to lift up a pile of rocks, okay? Munchi is starting to have problems with Goku as a Super Saiyan, but is able to wrap him up with his whips again until Trunks blasts in to save him. Inside, Daltaki places the pond doll inside a whole little dollhouse just set up especially for her. He couldn't possibly sacrifice her to Lude. Inside, Trunks finds the doll of one of the followers of Lude while Goku finds the Dragon Ball. Daltaki comes out and shows him the pond doll and also fires up Lude to go. Episode 13, Dragon Ball GT. The machine has been awakened. Goku thinks it has a funny face, but Trunks senses an enormous key. That's an interesting thing there. We'll, we'll come back to this mm-hmm. and has key. Doltaki continues to be creepy with Pan as the others fight outside. Goku fires a Kamehameha to the face, but it doesn't really do anything. Doltaki is summoned by a mysterious voice before he can change Pan's clothes. Because obviously that's where that was going. Inside, he bows before a screen and Dr. Mew, who appears to be asking for the Dragon Balls to be collected. And he also knows about Shenlong. Dr. Mew asks if Lude is at level 3, but Doltaki only has him up to level 2. Mew starts to get a look at the two people fighting Lude, who are able to turn up the heat as Super Saiyans. Mew wants Lude to absorb the Pond Doll, but since he doesn't want to give her up, Mew turns him into a doll too. Lude is finally powered up to level 3. Jeff, take us to episode 14. So, episode 14, Lude is now at full power. Now he's all red and stuff and firing things and being a real threat to Goku and Trunks. Inside, however, Pond wakes up and it turns out she's floating around with all the followers and Doltaki. Outside, Lude is destroying everything while Dr. Mew watches. Inside again, the Power Brothers get Doltaki dancing so they can force info out of him about escaping. Lude's weak point, it turns out, is a cell up above. It also turns out that Lude is a mutant that Dr. Mew created from a single cell. Hmm, sounds very familiar. Never heard that before. <laughs> he will have to be attacked from both the inside and the outside at the same time in order to be defeated. The Power Brothers can use telepathy, so they're going to, well, sing to help out. And Pan thinks this is really unnecessary. Goku can't see where to attack, so Pond shoots it from the inside, and that kind of shows a little spark on the outside. Kind of shows where the weak point is specifically. They tried to do counting in order to get uh, Pond and Goku to shoot at the same time, but apparently Goku has no rhythm. Probably never played DDR ever in his life. Never. Never. Instead, they decide to use food bowls as a counting measure. When <laughs> they start with like pork katsudon and then uh, I forget what they. I ever got yeah, <laughs> but that's how it goes. And somehow, and just somehow, that works. The rhythm of food. Can you feel it, Jeff? Can you feel it? Can you feel the rhythm of food? When it's in my stomach. So because of this rhythm of food thing, Lude is defeated and everyone inside returns to normal. Daltaki, however, escapes. He's off into space. All right, the final episode of our batch here, Mary, Dragon Ball GT, episode 15. So with that little escapade out of the way, the group is wandering through space as Goku wonders what type of guy Dr. Mew is. Trunks wants to go back to Earth and swap out Pond for Goten, which Pond happens to hear, and she's none too pleased about this, so she throws a little temper tantrum off in her room. Gil senses a Dragon Ball on a nearby planet, so they head on in. They get attacked by a scorpion worm thing, which shoots out sand, and it damages the ship. Pan, in her hissy fit, takes off while Trunks is <laughs> fixing or perhaps ironing the ship and gets lost out in the desert. Doltaki returns to Dr. Mew, basically asking for a second chance, but instead of Mew, it's actually General Wild, and he's there with a single message. Die! 
die. The message is. <laughs> die, you. Gun. Rilda is ordered to go take out that group by Dr. Mew, who is actually alive, but is ordered to bring back Goku and the others alive. Gil rescues Pan somehow, who's wandered out into the desert and suffering from lack of water, and gets the five-star ball somehow. Well, he, he fought the it, monster thingies. They fought the thingies, monsters, and, and they got the a dragon, dragon ball. ball. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then they find an oasis, they're hanging out, we see a shot of Goku and his balls right in front of our faces. And Come on, it's Dragon Ball, what uh, else do you expect? Yay, water. And happy instrumental of the opening theme. Everything's grand. Except for that very ominous shot of reeled of uh, reeled off in the in the sunset. And of yes, space. that is how episode fifteen of Dragon Ball GT comes to a close. Goku's balls, and then an upcoming one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe spitting out a beer over here and reeled off in space. So there we have these five episodes of Dragon Ball GT. What we're going to do first is, I forget where I have this. We first need to check, Jeff, mm-hmm. nearly a year ago, you made some predictions. Oh, yeah. After we completed episode 10, what would happen next time on Dragon Ball GT? You said it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Han and Gil will get captured. Uh, they're going to go to the planet and get turned into dolls. And they're going to get thrown into the stone idol thing. But you said they won't die from the process. They will exist with the other dolls. You were like oh half my God. right here. You she sure got turned into a doll. Yeah, well, that was eerily close to what actually happened. Uh-huh. Isn't it? She didn't get thrown in because Doltake was there and right. kind of saved her. Yeah. Pretty good. You said they would get revived after the whole situation gets finished. You said there would be about three episodes of the lewd stuff. Ended up being close to four, four unfortunately. But, yeah. but the doll stuff itself was only about three episodes. So right. Good. You said Goku and Trunks will find some way to get in and save them. You said after that, you had no idea. There will be a Super Saiyan moment. Ooh, of which ooh. That, Okay, I'm shocked I even said Hi, that. Yeah, you said that. The one thing that you did say uh, toward the end of your prediction, there will be some contact with Earth to kind of oh, catch whoa. up and, <laughs> and say what's going on or what to do next. Right. And Trunks did say, you know, I think we need to regroup, go back to Earth, get Goten instead that didn't actually pan out but it didn't pawn out didn't pawn uh, out uh, 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 you actually said pan twice did you notice that no sorry it's hard <laughs> to undo 15 years worth of knowledge right <laughs> so uh you did pretty damn well sir all right I have no idea what I just watched. Good job. Good job. I have no <laughs> idea what I was guessing either. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Episode 11, I think we all agreed that was kind of an okay episode. It was. Yes. <laughs> it had some pretty fun moments. That one, the lion comes out and Goku doesn't even, just stone face, just blast the rocks above it to destroy it. That was hysterical. Yeah. I wish he thought like that all the time, but then we have no show. Right. Then we would, we definitely wouldn't have any show. There are a couple other fun moments. Uh, there's that thing where Gil tricked Pon into pressing the button. So she got sent down below. Into the garbage. That was, that was funny. Uh, and then the electrocution of the Power Brothers. Yeah, they're hanging on by their teeth, their teeth. which was kind of funny. It was evil too. Goku's like, <laughs> it's so devious. But I love I'm how doing. like Trunks did it without even like reacting or thinking. He's like, okay, I'm just going to press this button. And it was weird. Out. I think that was all early on, if not that same episode 11 there mm-hmm. i mean there are a lot of fun moments it was a good that. animation day too it was yes, absolutely. and then uh we went into episode 12 and immediately mary you're like oh man it's, it's, a like, bad no, it's epi- that guy that animation like, day load up your animation guy let me know which bastard i get to blame this on and it turned out it was an uchiyama episode so that explains a lot for those of you who don't know the uh main animator responsible for that episode of gt was responsible as well for dragon ball z episode 96 and if you know episode 96 
Six of Z. That is the episode immediately after Goku turns Super Saiyan. That's when his hair takes up two thirds of the screen. So we have uh, not one of the best animators responsible for Dragon Ball GT episode 12. I think things picked up a little bit after that, though. It was kind of okay. They were consistently better. Yeah. Yeah. 12 was definitely the low point. There was one episode, I forget what scene it was, but there was, was it a lewd after he had transformed or something? He got hit back yes. and it wasn't animated. <laughs> it was just like this cardboard cutout slid across the screen. Yeah, it was, just took the one cell and like just moved, moved it down. It was like, it was an episode of Monty Python. It was just yeah. ridiculous. It was pretty bad. So we had a couple moments of that badness. Uh, and so other than that one scene and the entire Uchiyama episode, overall, I thought the animation was pretty okay. There were a couple moments of one that I picked out was Goku transformed from Super Saiyan back to normal. And it actually his hair was fully animated going between the two stages. Mm-hmm. Normally what we get is even when he goes back to normal, he'll just kind of like blast and it'll just come back to normal after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we saw the hair kind of fall back over itself and i was kind of impressed with it just as a little tiny thing but that was good but they actually cared to show it which was yes what exactly there are a lot of punches here and there that look pretty good so i don't know if it's just because we're still early in the series and they went cheap with uchiyama the week before so they could show some good stuff later but overall i think the show is at least from a technical perspective looking okay still at this point sure to say nothing of the story Right. Or well, anything else. Let's talk about the story. Jeff, I will shoot this over to you. Mm-hmm. We basically completed the lewd doll stuff. The lewd dolls. <laughs> lewd dolls. It's Someone was so getting a little hard. Lewd. It is so hard to hear the word lewd and not think like the actual meaning, but rather the L-O-O-D. You know? Yeah, yeah. What did you think about this? We, we brought this to a close here. Um, I, I don't even know how else to lead you in here. Uh, well, story-wise, the episode's kind of had i think a nice sort of a bit like a just like a nice batch of surprises Uh mixed in with a little bit of the usual sort of uh you know bad guy bad guy wins for a while heroes get trapped take over the universe and whatever the same like storyline that we've heard before sure um and i like i kind of feel like the story was nice but it was really ridiculous for the majority of it. It was. It was completely ridiculous. And we're yeah. coming off of the Majin Buu story arc in Z. We've seen ridiculous. But this is just kind of, I don't even know how to describe like it. Like unjustified ridiculous. Like, for example, um, you know, who comes up with like a guy who's all powerful, but his whip is more powerful than he is. Right. Then right. turns out that this guy is more powerful than the whip is. Right. I'm in charge, but actually I'm in charge. But actually I report that this guy, but actually <laughs> Dr. Reports- Mew is in charge right we got like three stages of that in one we episode do. which we was do. really really ridiculous it was pretty bad yeah yeah i mean uh, at some point you could kind of get a sense of like well maybe they were trying to make a video game out of this because you know you've beat the sub one boss, boss here's the next boss, boss yeah they want to do a Mega man boss battle thing you know uh-huh. but at the same time the uh the whole thing with the dolls was actually kind of cool uh they didn't become like lifeless the entire time when they were actually in lewd they mm-hmm. were themselves yeah yeah which um, kind of begs the question, like, okay, why did it take Pond to have to wake up first? And then everybody else woke up. Like, yeah, convenience. Yeah, convenience. Right. Exactly. I mean, right. there are some things where you have to let that go. But So let me ask you, now that we got through that, it seems like we're closing in on maybe someone's a real villain along the way. Are you thankful to head toward that? Like, are you okay with, obviously, you have to set up the story and get to a point are you ready for that initial journey to come to a close and get to some meat or do you think that there's probably still more to go oh there's definitely still more to go i mean you've got real 
Yeah. And uh, who seems to report to Dr. Mew, who seems to. But then who does Dr. Mew report to? Because, I mean, uh, we thought that Muchi Moshi was the guy who, you know, was like the controller of everything. He appeared to be. Yep. Turns out he wasn't and somebody else was. So it's always like there's going to be another guy who. So you don't trust the writers is what I'm hearing no, at this point. I definitely don't. In fact, I'm kind of like. Uh, thinking if they've written it while they were animating it because they're like, okay, right. wait, they, maybe they didn't draw the villain right, so they were like, okay, well, let's have another villain. Guys, guys, I got a better design. Oh, yeah, he looks better. Let's, let's do go that, with let's him. Do that. It looks yeah, good. Yeah, sure. Something like that. And I mean, it sort of seems like the story's being written by the seat of their pants a little bit, but... But Toriyama did that, too. Yeah, yeah well, he's so obviously true. more skilled and adept and experienced at doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, very true. Although I think um, when it came to episode 15 anyway, because uh-huh. the story is so different. Yeah, um, 15 is this kind of weird transitional episode where it seems like Doltaki is mm-hmm. defeated and he's off and they're kind of regrouping. Yeah. But they're still getting a dragon. It's like nothing happens in that episode, but they get a dragon ball and they kind of quasi character development down yeah, the way. But bit. that's what I like about it. I mean, you could you could pass it off as an exposition episode. And I'm good with that. Me yeah, too. I am too. But like at the same time, though, uh, you know, we we tend to feel more for Pawn at this case. Uh-huh. You know, um, and do you, also, though? Do you? Do you not feel she's too obnoxious? At this point, I mean, I think it's a little bit more justified. Okay. I think after this episode. Um, I mean, and, she uh, is a kid, and she did come in over here, Trunks being like, oh, I'm going to swap her out for my buddy. Yeah, right. I mean, like, that's that's sort of a douche move, you know, Trunks, sorry. But, I mean, like, really, that was harsh. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it was justified, the the uh-huh. action that she took. Like, that one, I felt, was pretty well written. Considering. And you saw him. Yeah, she's going to throw a hissy fan. She's going to be like, oh, no, but I want to go back. Yeah, and Gil, um, I never had any sort of opinion of him. Fantastic Gil character development episode, really. Mm-hmm. That's what we get out of it. And maybe when you frame it that way it works even better than just a normal transitional episode do you think Gil could really take on those two monsters out there by himself. <laughs> no, that part, I mean, Did you yeah. believe that? Suspension of reality <laughs> okay. here. I mean, at some point, you just got to let that go. I mean, sure. That's a major thing, sure. But I mean, uh, he was able to find an oasis and find a Dragon Ball and kill some monsters. That's kind of cool. Great. Great. He's actually worth something. And probably because he, uh, uh, maybe you could say that he understands that the people who uh, he's uh, traveling with are actually worth being with. Whereas before he was right. just a, uh, you he know, was a, a robot. hostage, really. Yeah, he was he, just a hostage. He got the dragon radar, so he's with them by default. Do you feel, I guess for both of you, do you feel that Gil is a part of the team now? Especially since he threw out the word Nakama. I hate <laughs> to say that. Um, yeah. in, in the translation, he said, Pawn friend, but I heard him say Nakama. Uh-huh. I don't believe he's thrown out that word in previous episodes, so mm-hmm. I think in this case that blatantly answers the question of, oh okay. yeah, he feels he's part of the team Okay, at this point. It's certainly Pan... Oh, I did it again! <laughs> um, Pawn certainly feels that way too, because she was like, oh, I was wrong. I misjudged you. Yeah, like that. that's what made that episode probably stand out uh, apart from the other four, that was just like a continuation of a story. Yeah, line. it's weird. Not a whole lot happened, but I feel like we got a lot of good stuff we out of it. We need a good character episode we do. every we totally time. Especially Agreed. after, what, five episodes of straight up Doll action. Crap. Yeah. And was it really action? It, was kinda, it wasn't. Uh, let, oh, I'll get to that. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about the, the core group here, Gil? Anything we good? Um, I think that the. It's funny because I, I think when you first saw who was going to be playing out the series in uh-huh. the beginning you saw uh, Trunks, Goku, and Pan you were just like okay wh- how is this going to work like where's well, the look dynamic look at this Motley crew yeah yep. yeah exactly and um, in this uh, in this episode in 15 anyway you kind of see more of a solidification of just 
everybody taking their place as part of like, you know, what uh-huh. type of character they are. Maybe that's like no different than it was in the first episode, but probably after everything they've been through, you can mm-hmm. kind of see it a lot more in 15. So uh, that kind of makes the the next few episodes look better because we have that establishment. I mean, crossing fingers here, Mike, but like, yeah, that's really nice to have that sort of set up. So, you know, uh-huh. it, it kind of if you're watching this episode, you're probably thinking like, OK, well, you know, I'm looking forward to the next one because these characters are starting to become likable. Good seeing this group together. Yeah. I hate to toss this out there, but I think this is everything that you just said is a first time viewer. Perfect argument against the shenanigans that Funimation pulled when they initially released Dragon Ball GT, where they jumped ahead. They made their own recap episode, which sort of got numbered 16. Funimation started with episode 17, I think. When Dragon Ball GT began in North America, cut to the action, cut to the chase, cut to what the real story is, so you don't get like the the team building episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They cut out one through sixteen. Yes, they released it later. What we watched as the lost episodes of Dragon Ball GT ah. on DVD the the first time. And when they did the complete set, it's obviously a complete order one yeah. through sixty four. But that's what happened back in two thousand four or five, whenever the heck this was. Uh, I think it's a perfect argument against it. And you you just said it as a first time viewer. You needed that bonding to head into the story and totally. Bond this group together let me guess there's no goku penis after episode 15 right i don't think so so maybe there's another (laughs) way to get around some of that uh early stuff yeah uh mary we've talked a lot about episodes 11 and 15 we haven't talked a lot about the middle it sounds like you were heading toward (laughs) action stuff that you had commentary on what i was um hoping to to say is that i think this arc would have been perfectly suitable with just episodes 11, 14, Something in the middle. <laughs> 11, 14, 15. I think uh-huh. is all it needed. I feel like 12 and 13 either could have been condensed into episode 11 or just done as one episode, but 12 and 13 nearly put me to sleep. Yeah, I saw that. But once uh, 14 started, I thought 14 was a hoot. I love seeing yes. Pond take yeah. charge. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, the rallying, Power Brothers as well. Rallying the troops. I like the logic of, oh, you have to hit him from the inside and the outside. And of course, Goku being stupid and not being able to count in English. <laughs> like, two, two, two. Right. Which was so cute. And then 15 was a breath of fresh air because it was so different. And Trump's I wasn't expecting that. Ironing the inside. ship was bizarre. It was weird. But I love that shot of it pans down with the three of them in the that. shades. I love that. I had a card of that with Did them you? in the sunglasses. <laughs> and it was funny. As a kid, I was like, what episode is this? They look so cool. And that's the gag. <laughs> and I don't it. know if I ever actually... Now that I think about it, I don't know that I ever actually saw that episode fan subbed. I don't think I did. I, I know, know I don't own this one fan subbed. I know my fan subs definitely end at a certain point and then they pick up again during right. like uh, don't a say certain it, yeah. arc in the middle. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I always wanted to see the like, what's the one with them in the sunglasses? And Trunks has his shirt off at some point. When is this? <laughs> And I finally saw it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's good for gags, good for right. character development. Were you okay with the, I mean, knowing or acknowledging that maybe it went on too long? You okay with some of the action I'm not. In here? I'm so not. Okay. I actually really hated episodes 12 and 13 because I felt no sense of dread from Lude. Yeah. It's like, why should Goku and Trunks feel any amount of fear from this villain, and like they're not so turning much... super sign. They're not doing anything. Like, I mean, the, the closest excuse that we had was Trunks not keeping up with his training, which I, I can kind of buy because he's stuck sure. being the president of Capsule Corp. But even so, I mean, it's just a robot mutant thingy. It, 
at any point, I, I did not feel like the duo was in any danger yeah, whatsoever. So the fact that this dragged on for two episodes, I didn't really get, other than to kind of drag out the Doltaki character and give us very awkward scenes with him in pound. And those are awful. Well, let's talk about the mutant stuff here. Right. Because uh, Lude comes out and Trunks says something about, oh, I sense an enormous key from it. And here we are all thinking... Isn't that just a robot? But it turns out it's a machine mutant. And I think we're heading into some machine mutant. Maybe that's the letter M2 and, and two M's and in the a row there. Dr. Mew. <laughs> possibly so that seems to be where we're heading at this point uh so maybe there's some underlying stuff being built jeff do you feel like there's a world being built underneath this that we're heading to a little bit i mean i hadn't caught on to the whole m thing until uh I think really the end of episode 14, where it was like Mew, Moochie, Mochi. Uh, like the only thing that was throwing me away was Daltaki and Lude because they didn't fit into that. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I mean. Daltaki just seems to be a dude. Does Taki yeah. mean anything, by the way? Yes, it's uh, an Otaki, I think is another way to say Otaku. The same, same kind of meaning. <laughs> oh, so Daltaki is literally. I mean, I think Pon even tosses out the word Otaku at yes. some point during yes. mm-hmm. there. So uh, if you want, let's talk about some of the name puns. I think we did talk about some of these last last time because it's been a while so Doltake we just mentioned there Mochi 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 is carry and Mochi is whip oh that's clever um, derp derp uh, Leon what was that that was a lion okay we're good there <laughs> Lude Ludo Doru Doll just doll spelled backwards uh, and then I'm not going to talk about the others right now okay, <laughs> okay. we'll get to them <laughs> in the next story arc uh, so those are really there's nothing else in terms of name puns right there well i have a question um if i don't if you don't mind me changing please the topic real quick. jump in uh i'm looking for a little bit of a history answer here sure with goku's um trouble with counting or with i guess rhythm yeah initially i thought it was he didn't know how to because we know goku can't count very well but they explained it as rhythm whatever yeah which okay whatever sure Okay, your question. <laughs> yeah, like like where did that happen in the original manga? Because I don't remember ever really seeing I that. don't know. I, I think it's just a play on Goku's not the brightest and doesn't yeah. play well with others and can't keep up with other folks' strat. I don't know. Yeah, it, that was more of a curiosity. It's a weird kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think if they went more with an explicit Goku can't count, it would have made more sense. Right. And I would buy that because I do know that. I don't know. Now, was that a translation thing or was that actually said? I mean, no, that's another no, thing too. It, you know? it seemed to be pretty accurate. Gotcha. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then um, I think um, another thing that I was kind of pondering as we were looking at this with uh, episodes uh, 12 and 13 anyway. Okay. There was uh, moments like where Lude uh, was swinging his arms really quickly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which turned out to be just two giant fans. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Goku and Trunks were describing him as, oh, he's just kind of acting like a kid. He doesn't control his own power. And that moment where it was like, it's, some of it was justified. They didn't like, really go anywhere with that. It didn't, but I kind of feel like that wasn't a fault of the of of the show. Like I like I see where they were going with that. It was only you know the the this machine is you know set to go or I'm sorry this mutant is set to go off prematurely because only two of the three whatever right right. Yada. right. 
So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, but they could have probably done that in a different way. But there's like that moment where I sort of appreciated the fact where they brought it up because. Okay, you needed something there to describe what's happening. It's kind of like they saw how useless this character was and they were, you know, they were leading up to it so much. They're like, all right, what do we do? Built up to Lude for so long. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's a giant machine mutant thing. Like, let's put an excuse out there. Yeah, he just doesn't know how to handle it. Why it's not effective. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it could be that he he isn't strong enough, but if he isn't strong enough, then he would have been dead. Episodes There's ago. just so much weird writing where they're, it seems like they're so eager to get on to the next thing, but then they waste too much time doing stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, how are you supposed to care about anything that you're watching when they're trying to just move on to the next thing? Right, right, right. right. Yep. What else? Um, why don't we talk about some voice acting a little bit here? Uh, we had a, a couple returning folks who had done either minor or more significant roles from earlier. Uh, we have Doltaki being played by one Mr. Hirotaka Suzuoki, who in Dragon Ball is the voice actor for Tenshinhan, playing a very different voice for yeah. himself here in this role. He uh, can do silly, though. Oh, he sure can. You saw that during the 22nd Budokai doing his volleyball move. So we've heard him be a little weird in the past uh when doltaki first shows up he's talking deep and naturally right right and that's you when hear you, him that's when you when you first said oh that's hirotaka suzuoki i was like ha huh? and i listened to him oh yeah that's him and then he, he immediately got silly after that i'm like okay now i can hear his experience playing kuno mm-hmm. you know coming out through being strange playing there, doltaki right. I, I totally believed him in that role i don't care for the character but i think he did a pretty great job as that character. So it must have been really awkward to have to be in the recording booth. Well, not creep. booth. Yeah, I mean, they do it as a group over right, there. Studio. Re- yeah, recording it in the studio. Be like, oh, Paul, let me change your clothes. I like this one. <laughs> and you got Miniguchi over there being like, uh, no. Uh, then another returning role. We're just starting to be introduced to him. But Kazuyuki Sogabe uh, as Dr. Mew. He previously had played number 13 in DBZ movie 11. So if you're familiar with that 11? movie. 11? Don't you? I'm sorry. Movie seven. Why am I saying eleven? You're four off, dude. (laughs) Uh, So if you recognize the voice a little bit, that's where you may have heard him before. So uh, I think there was someone else. Was it Mushimochi? I think played Panbukin in the Bardock TV special. So you've got folks who have done minor roles coming back a lot in GT to do some other stuff. So you know what I find really funny about voice acting, especially in GT. Sure. With (laughs) I remember this of the first few episodes too. Uh, with every um, with every new voice that I hear, mm-hmm. um, I think you could say the only shonen show I've watched all the way through uh, was Berserk. I think it's the only shonen show I've ever watched okay. all the way through, like like hardcore shonen, right? Mm-hmm. So every time I hear a new voice, <laughs> Berserk nowadays is almost reclassified as seinen. But yeah, right, exactly. It was but shonen. It was shonen, um, but. Uh, like every new voice that I hear in GT, I'm just like, have I heard this in Berserk before? Do I before? know this person? Do yeah. I know this person? Probably. It sounds very familiar. Probably. So like, you know, I'm, I can only imagine that there's a lot of crossover here, especially because it was around the same time frame. Um, I was wondering if, uh, if you guys had seen anything like that or if, uh, if any voices from other shows stood out to you at all. Like from people in Dragon Ball playing other characters in different shows? Yeah. Like when you hear their voice, you're like, oh my God, I know this from oh, that yeah. show. Oh yeah. I mean, uh. Pawn. Story Pawn is life. the worst one she, because she's Minigushi's in like everything. everything and her yeah. voice is so distinctive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sailor Moon, I can't hear Sailor Saturn without thinking of Pawn. <laughs> and Videl. And there's such different. Yeah, and Videl, obviously. And Videl, yeah. Uh, just 
scrolling down voice actors in Berserk here, Jeff. Uh, Kenji Utsumi played, uh, I don't know who these characters are. But Zod the Immortal. Zod, that, he plays Shenlong in Dragon Ball. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, that's that pretty manly. That makes a lot of sense considering the character. Norio Wakamoto is Gambino. I don't know who Gambino was, but that's Cell. Gambino was uh, like the adopted, f- uh, no, not the adopted, yeah, kind of like the adopted father of Guts, the main character, so that makes a lot of sense too. Tesho Genda as Adon, I believe he I was Bojack. Is. Yes, he was Bojack in DBZ Movie Nine, and I'm sure there's plenty of others here, just minor voice actors. Minor but who played too. um? Who played Guts? <laughs> voice actor for Guts played the Examiner in DBZ Movie Eight. I don't with even know what Broly. that is. Uh, early on in the movie. When they're uh, grilling Goku and Chi Chi on oh, what does what, well, do what you are your do? hobbies? <laughs> yes, your son, sports, and yeah. all that stuff. So uh, had a little cameo there in the Broly movie. All right, so that's voice stuff. I don't have a whole lot to say in terms of music. We're getting some of the staples here, where the instrumental of Don Don comes in at the end of fights when the heroes start doing well, but not too well in the case of the uh, episode. Yeah, it was particular. one where they were doing well, and then all of a sudden, and I think it was the whip yeah, person yeah. started winning again, but it was still playing that thing. I don't know. And then there's that piece that crescendo's up where goes. Sometimes it's a little too romantic sounding. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Those couple pieces are coming in a little too often. Uh, and then there's the... Dun, 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 dun. I like that one. I, I like that piece a lot. I don't dislike that one. I think that was in the 10th anniversary movie as well. Uh, so a couple you know, key memorable pieces being played. But. And it's funny you bring it up because it's probably in these episodes where I noticed that a lot more than in any other episode. You're starting to really. hear some of the pieces repeating yeah, again. Exactly. There's more to come in the series, uh, especially as more ending themes are introduced. You get the instrumentals of those ending themes into the mix and they keep using lots of stuff. I'm actually surprised we haven't gotten the second ending at this point considering we're on episode 15 i think i looked it up episode 27 is when don't you see comes in what? so we got a while that to means go. all those other ending themes yep. are only around for like five After episodes. series yeah like it's not a lot of time to not five episodes but yeah, not yeah. A lot of time. we got a while to go so that's music that's voice acting we talked about the story we talked about pacing a little Characters. bit character development we covered a good portion of these episodes. Is there anything else anyone wants to hit? Because we can always just go to your predictions, Jeff. I well, not a single Let's clue. just do that. I got nothing else. So, Jeff, let's go to your predictions. Let's do it. We have left this. Uh, the group, we have four. Four strong heroes together now. I will consider them four. Uh, they're on this desert planet, but they're done. They get a few Dragon Balls. Doltaki is out of the picture now. He seems to have been eliminated by General Rild, who reports to Dr. Mew. Rild has been ordered to bring these folks back alive to Dr. Mew, who is somewhere in space. Right. Where do you see? And keep in mind, we're going to do four episodes next time. So we'll do 16, 17, 18, 19. You got four episodes of material. Where do you see the story going coming off of this transition episode? Okay, so a lot of directions this could go in. Yes. So what I think is uh, let's start with the previous characters that we no, we'll come back at some point, like Dr. Mew uh-huh. and uh, General Rild. Yes. So uh, what I'm thinking is uh, we may not see yet where they are. Like, we, we may not have them in the next four episodes. Uh, the hero's going to go do some more Dragon Ball stuff in the meantime. Well, here's why I think that. Because now they have three Dragon Balls on a ship. Uh-huh. I mean, they're not the only ones with a dragon radar. 
because it, it seems that other folks can track or find or at least know about. Exactly, because they've been tracked before. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dr. Mew is tracking them currently right now. But I mean, they're, they were discovered having a Dragon Ball before by some mysterious means. Right. So that being the case, I think there may be another enemy force that is going to see a ship that has three Dragon Balls on it okay. and go, yeah, no, we might want to hit this money pot. Gotcha. So maybe no Mew action, but I think there might be some Dragon Ball action going okay, on. A third party in space. Right. Exactly. I said it before, which didn't kind of come true, so I'm going to say it again, okay. that there may be some Earth contact I going on. you're going to go there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as for, um, you know, I would love to see, what I would love to see is, like, nothing be alert, being learned from episode 15. In other words, they contact Earth and go, yeah, does Goten want to come back up? <laughs> just to, like, you know, just okay. to completely one up the story that we just saw. But yeah. I don't think it's going to go there. But that'd be kind of cool. All right. But, uh, no, contact with Earth, you know, see how characters are. Maybe there's some kind of, uh, you know, shot of Earth and what's been going on this whole time, too. I'm trying to think of what else there can be to predict about. Uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> if the ship can be fixed with an iron, I don't think the ship is going to blow yeah, up anything soon. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand that. But um, possibly the ship is going to be in some kind of peril because every time we watch them on a new planet, the ship tends to be in some kind of peril. The ship's not doing so well out there. No. Let's see. What else can I predict? I've made a lot so far. So you think that we're heading to a story, if I understand you correctly, we're heading to a story. We're not going to quite hit this true next thing yet. Maybe there's someone else out there. Maybe we're going to talk to Earth. We're going to continue to get somewhere. Right. Whatever. Because there have been uh, moments in the manga as well where there'd be this uh, main storyline that gets put on hold because there's some random... Some other thing to go do. ...thing, exactly. And like, oh, no, these people are enslaved. We need to free them. You know, like some Uh kind of thing like that where it just sort of puts the main storyline on hold. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, does that mean that we're heading towards episodes that could be completely thrown away? Maybe. But um, I'd hate to see that after such a great episode. Uh, But that was episode 15. Gotcha. Mary, I do want to actually ask you something here. Jeff made me think about this. Is Everything we're seeing is just, it's the story. It just is what's happening. It's the only thing that's happening. You get a couple cutaways to Dr. Mew, but we don't really see what's going on with him. It's just a cutaway, and then we come back. We're uh, rather large fans of uh, an adaptation of a comic called X-Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. What that show did amazing was the A story and the B story. Correct. Dragon Ball GT doesn't really have a B story. No, we are almost always looking at the A story. I think the exception you can make is during the doll episodes. Right, we exactly. We had a large amount of time spent on Doltaki and Pan, which I would consider the B story. I would, but... It... Because, like, the other alternative is just Goku and Trunks flailing against right, exactly. various villains. But I feel like that B story doesn't really get us anything other than, yup, he's a creep, yup, he's a creep. I feel like we could be doing more. Jeff's talking about hints back at Earth, what's going on at Earth. I might like to see that again every once in a while. I think the show attempts to do B stories, but they just kind of fall flat. Mm-hmm. Maybe because with you know Z, they had the manga to to base it off yeah. of, with the exception of a couple filler episodes where they do their own thing. And, but the now filler, these guys are left to their own devices. and They don't know how to do it. It's like, how do we do a good B story the way Toriyama would cut away from stuff? But they would do a lot of their own B story in filler. I'm thinking about Goku fighting Frieza on Namek. They would cut to there's that scene of Kami's and, and Chi Chi and they're gonna pull in the crabs. They're gonna fly off on Namek to help out as well. And that was the B story for that episode or two. It wasn't good, but you at least feel like that was a complete whole and contributed something to someone somewhere. I don't feel like I'm getting enough of that in GT 
right now. And maybe we will hit more. This is the exciting thing about this batch of episodes. Jeff, you've never seen it before. That's right. Mary. Mary, I think I've seen it before. You thought you had seen some Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. I just, it's been a long time. I know that this batch of episodes that I saw, I had never seen before. As we head into the letter M twice upon itself, moving forward here, I remember borrowing some of your fan subs and promptly falling asleep as I watched some of these upcoming episodes. So I might have flashes of beginning of episodes that I remember, and then I obviously passed out somewhere along the way. So a lot of this is going to be completely new to us. Staff of Konzenshu, sort of, kind of. The truth comes out. Uh, not knowing. I mean, I know what happens from working on the site and episode synopses. And all. I mean, obviously, I know what happens. But seeing the journey along the way, totally fresh to me here. Exciting stuff. Um, I was just doing a little bit of research, looking okay. away while you guys were talking. Sorry, I was listening, of course. I understand. Um, but I found, uh, first of all, two things that were interesting on TV tropes when it came to these episodes. All right. Uh, have you ever heard of that website, by the way? Yes. Yeah, there's a complete entry for Consensu over there with some of our own tropes written by some super fans. Oh, no kidding. Well, you're, I wonder you're if on sound there. familiar. Jeff, you are on TV tropes. Why am I on TV tropes? Because you're tropalicious. For your contributions to Consensu the podcast. Damn, all right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> well, it went back when it was... Uh, it was Dysentuous. Dysentuous, of course, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so what you got? Yeah, so um, there was uh, one for Barbie doll anatomy. That uh-huh. was averted to, uh, according to uh, yes. TV tropes, it was averted, of course. <laughs> we got really close with that shirt being lifted up there. Aww. Yeah, like dangerously close. Ugh, okay. Sensor alert there. Uh, the other one, I love the name of this. I just wanted to share. It's Disc One Final Boss. <laughs> yes. Where, you know, it's like you're right. in Disc One of Three. So, of course, this guy's not the final boss. Right. You have more to go along the way. But, sure, like, sure. you know, if you could say that we passed like three discs in one episode. <laughs> yeah, like, right. That I kind of feel sums that up very, very well. Totally, totally. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We, of course, will never abandon the review of Awesomeness. 2012 has been a very interesting year. That's for sure. Glad to have you with us. We're not going to abandon it. And just at least for our buddy Joe, who made a donation many moons ago to kick off uh, the Hermsimophone, which Jake is going to join us relatively soon before the end of the year for a great discussion, but also a donation uh, in honor of the manga review of Awesomeness and looking forward to the GT review of Awesomeness. It was a beer fund, right? Uh, initially it was, right. <laughs> so uh, I do want to, once again, uh, this is a Joe different from the other Joe who has been joining me for some of the video game talk recently. Both Joes are awesome in their own different ways here. Uh, so I want to once again acknowledge Joe, Joe Prime here for uh, a a donation a while ago in honor of the review of awesomeness. Thank you, Joe. This beer tasted great. Uh, What are we enjoying right now? This episode is brought to you by Blue Moon Winter Abbey Ale Seasonal (laughs) Collection. Mm, Tastes like Christmas. (laughs) If you hadn't had any food, it'll get you drunk. (laughs) I don't think we needed it as much for this round. Maybe in the middle. In the middle. Episodes 12 and 13. That's what the coffee was for. We had coffee. We started with coffee. We always start with coffee. Uh, So that's really going to bring the episode to a close. We had a great intro. We had some great news. We had a great review of awesomeness. We have a lot of wonderful emails, contacts, tweets, and Facebook comments that I want to get to. Uh, we've done so much right now, though, that we'll save those probably for next episode. Uh, Jeff, I think a name you recognize, Jerry Terrifying, wants to call me out on some video game talk. Uh, I think I remember that name coming in oh, before. Yeah. 
So uh, there's some of that. Some other folks want to talk about various other things. Happy to answer questions. Hold on. Keep those pants on. Up. Really? About clean. It, it's coming in the future. We have uh, your stuff to respond to. Uh, Julian will, of course, continue to join us. We talked about the movie. He's so much looking forward to that. Heath is doing well. He's got the little one to think about, so I'm kind of leaving him over there. He's producing content for the website like nobody's business, though, so... Uh, He's amazing. And like I said, Jake, our buddy Herm is going to be joining us uh, before the end of the year as well for stuff that we have planned. I'm very excited. Uh, Mary, you have not finished Chrono Trigger yet. I know. I'm dragging it out as long as I can because I am thoroughly enjoying it. So I'm doing all the side quests right before the final battle battle with Lavos. I'm not entirely sure if you're doing normal stuff or DS exclusive stuff. You're playing it on I the can't DS. Tell. So uh, but when you are done, I have promised people we're going to do an after episode catch up with Mary and Chrono Trigger. Oh, very Trigger. cool. It, so, it's definitely, I love the designs. I mean, it's Toriyama. It's through and through. Rock. Absolutely. Rock solid stuff. So That's a whole great bunch of stuff to look forward to, folks. This was episode 316. Jeff of, what is it now? Konzenshu, not EX. Just Konzenshu, the podcast. Uh, thank you, you folks. Thank you, listeners and visitors and readers and all that stuff. We will see you next week for episode 317 of our show as we head toward the end of the year always at the end of the year we will check in with our predictions julian and i were just talking the other day like hey predictions are gonna suck to recap oh yeah (laughs) i remember at the beginning of this year and holy crap how is it already 11 months later how one particular prediction got shot right out of the water the next week days later uh remember that was the beginning of the year so wow what see you next week 317 mary thank you ma'am thanks jeff thank you sir thank you sir for everyone here, my name is Mike Vegito EX. Jeff, you get to wrap up the episode. Go! Bye. www.kanznshu.com. See you next week, kids. Previously on Konzenshu, the podcast. Now, kind of more, like, stern about it. Previously on Konzenshu, the podcast. Now, kind of, like, frightened. Uh, Is my pronunciation right? Yep. Yeah, you're good. Uh, So, a little bit more... Scared. Scared? Previously on Konzenshu, the podcast. Evil. Evil, evil Jeff. Previously on Konzenshu, the podcast. (laughs) Okay, I say that's pretty good. I'll just pick whatever one I like the most. <laughs> or just mash them all up together, you know. Overly dramatic. I was I was actually thinking you were going to say shoujo for a second, but okay. Uh, really dramatic? Like over... Overacted. Uh, overacted, yeah. Kaga, uh, not Kaga, what's his name? The the, the guy Dale from Kelly? Iron Chef. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, like the chairman. No, the chairman, that's it. <laughs> Previously on... Con- that, fuck, I gotta do that over. I <laughs> Previously on Konzenshu, the podcast. I like it. I think I spiked like you way did. too I many might times. Turn on you down a bit. Yeah, yeah, just for that. Um, which mic are you? I think your microphone number three. Whatever one You're that on you adjusted three. before. I'm gonna put your gain down a little bit. That actually looks a little bit better. Yeah. All right, so talk normal. Bloody bloody blah 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 blah. Yeah, you're fine because when your voice expands, it works. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is episode 316 for the week of December 2nd. Okay.